Hello, this is Gary from Simby Podcast. I just want to put this little thing before the, um, it's not even a thing, it's a disclaimer, I guess you would call it a warning, if you will, before this episode, uh, you listen to it. I'm not going to put a normal clip here, just, uh, I'm going to tell you guys that this episode may contain words that, uh, are slurs, but I chose not to edit them out because, you know what, they don't come from a place of hate amongst me or my co-hosts. These films are made for satire and for exploitation, and some were African-American, you know, filmmakers and writers and producers, so I don't feel too bad, you know, doing this episode the way it is. Or uh, being, you know, I hate to use the word woke uh, of that crowd. But, you, you know, I, I, there is there is shame in using those words. But you know what? We're all here for the same purpose. We're all here to love cinema. We're all here to keep the politics kind of out of it. Although they should be talked about. I'm not saying they shouldn't be talked about. I'm just saying I'm making a conscious choice to tell you guys that, that may, this episode contains... Those kind of words and that kind of jargon, so if you are offended in any way by uh, those slurs, um, don't listen. But uh, don't come to me later and say, hey, you're a racist, because it's not coming from a racist place. Anybody that knows me or my co-host should know that by now and um, accept it. So uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Here is your Sin Beef Podcast already in progress. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Cindy Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Gary Hill. With today is Iris. Hello, hello. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you, buddy? Okay, just hanging, hanging in, in in the not so free world here. You know, whatever is here. <laughs> Don't want to go all political on you people, you know. But I worry sometimes. But um, yeah, Suzanne's here. How you doing, Suzanne? Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Oh, fine. Good, 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 good. Oh man, this is the show. This is where we're at. I'll ask Iris first what she's been watching lately. I have been on a Netflix originals and all kinds of things trip. Uh, I started watching uh, Dr. Foster, and that is wicked. At first, you know, the first two to three episodes, you're like, oh, you're such a wimp. And then the bitch comes out, and I'm like, yes, you go, girl, you go. It's an Excellent, excellent uh, episodes. Uh, let's see what else. I started talk, uh, watching is Tell Me Your Secrets. That's on Prime. That's another good one. Uh, let's see what else have I watched. Um, oh, I got to watch this very interesting movie I had not seen in a while. Uh, I had never seen. <clears throat> it's where Alec Guinness plays 12 different characters, and it's amazing. It's called Kind Hearts and Coronets. And uh, watched that for the theme warriors, and it was a first time watch for me. And I was like really, really impressed. I really enjoyed it. I, I um, see. This, I've seen the theme of that show, and I'm really surprised. Nobody went for nothing but trouble just to annoy somebody. Right, right. This, but we this did is it. a this is a dumb <laughs> movie that I enjoy, but I can see why folks despise it. Um. Well, you know, Mike Merriman. You know, he's he's got this streak going about bringing the movie that everybody hates. He's keeping that one. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Fucking Merriman. Uh, but, you know, uh, besides that, I'm just busy with work, as you guys know, because we're recording on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Thursday's cursed, y'all, because of the Rona. Uh, yeah, yes, it is. Goddamn Rona, you know. Oh, my gosh. Suzanne, what you been watching lately, girl? 
Oh, God. Well, I wanted to watch Battlestar Galactica, the original series, and I saw it. I'm like, oh, cool. I can deal with commercials. But somehow there are several episodes that are missing. What? Oh, no. On Peacock? Yeah. Yeah. Episode two is missing. So I'm like, Episode you know what? Episode two Screw is important it. because that's where you establish all the roles. Exactly. I haven't watched it in years. I was so excited. Oh. And I I was like, do I pay Amazon $1.99 for episode no. two? We'll fix that problem soon, Suzanne. Trust me. You know. Oh, no worries. Um, Well, stimulus money got here. So I bought myself a new pair of slippers and Battlestar Galactica, the original series in, Battle- in Galactica 80. So I'm happy. It'll be here Wednesday. So I decided to watch the A-Team instead. And I have... I've, for, you know, I watched those when I was a kid, and I swear to God, every episode has got like today. I watched Sid Caesar or Sid Caesar, sorry, Sid Haig was in an episode. Um, oh my God, Yafet Koto was in an episode. It's just, I just can't believe the guest stars that they had on at the time. It, it's, it's just, it's a fun show. I, it's corny as all hell watching it as an adult now, but I remember as a kid. Just loving watching that every Friday night. And I finally got around to watching Hulu's original movie, Books of Blood. Ooh, is that good? It was, it had its moments. Okay. It just, because there was a movie that was done in the the early, I mean, the you know, maybe 2000, anywhere from 2008 to 2012. So, of course, I saw, ooh, Books of Blood. I bought it and it was, it was terrible. This one, it's not great, but it's definitely worth a watch. I think Clive Barker had a part in it in making this one, I think. I think so, too, yeah. And I, basically, it was just, you know, the one-story, you know, book of blood, which was, what, three pages? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I, I cannot locate my any of my copies of the books of blood since I've bought them several times. So I haven't been able to you know, go back and read it. But it's just, that's the, it, it's basically an anthology around that one story, which is kind of the the through line throughout the movie. But like I said, it's not horrible. It's not wonderful, but it's not, it's not straight up shit. So I guess it's got that going for it. And, oh God, I just, just been bouncing around, you know, watching Fortune Fire is back. Yay. And yeah, I've got to jump back on a couple of shows on, oh God, uh, Discovery Plus, because I just haven't really watched very much lately. But that's pretty much been about it. Oh boy. Yeah, I started the Sartana series, which is a, a Western, uh, Italian Western series, I think from the early 70s, maybe late 60s. I don't know when it started, but I've, uh, Arrow put out a box set. And I've been intrigued ever since because I always enjoy those wacky spaghettis that, you know, you do like weird trick shots and, you know, well, the first film that I watched, I, I think like 80 wow. people die in the first 45 minutes. So if you like <laughs> people getting shot a lot in these Westerns, crazy Westerns, uh, those Sartana films might be for you. And they're for me. And I'm looking forward to watching the rest of them. Um, what else? There's, there's stuff I... I've been on Paramount Plus because somebody told me they dropped a bunch of old school Nickelodeon stuff on there. So I've been watching 
Nickelodeon game shows and salute your shorts and shit like that on there that I watched when I was 12, 13 years old. And it's uh, all the memories come pouring back. Uh, so I, if X is listening, you can now watch the full run of all that and the Amanda show at your leisure, sir. You can go nuts. You know, I, I am because, you know, I, I love that kind of thing, including the the Legends of the Hidden Temple, which is the most impossible game show ever, ever filmed because nobody barely ever won the final prize because it was fucking difficult to shit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so in the numbers, I hope they had more stuff. I want to show the toddler David the gnome one day. And uh, there's Darla barking. Leave the door open and see what happens, people. Yeah. She's cute. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's barking like an asshole right now. That's okay, though. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, what else? Just I, I've been watching the Titus series, rewatching that, because I made nudie added for Oh, it's it's on the Plex. I made nudie added for me. Fuck. I can't even get it to work. Um, um, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, I think we need to change some stuff over. You got to play with some settings. I'll talk to the phone about that, but I digress. It's still very funny, but at the same time, it has a not-so-hidden tragedy because it's basically the story of, of a of comedian, Christopher Titus's, you know, family, you know, done comedically, but apparently had some, some real mental breakdown, you know. It, that's where the show ended so abruptly because it's a great show. It's really fun proves once again how much stacy keeps the treasure because he's 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 comedy gold and you don't get that often from stacy keach you know he's always like the straight man but you know mike hammer stuff like that but he's he's funny as shit as as papa titus on the show and uh if you haven't revisited the show um you guys check it out um somebody told me that um he uploaded them all them to you all them oh sorry <clears throat> Sorry, all of them to YouTube for free to watch. So if you're looking at the YouTube, um, go check them out because I think they're they're pretty funny. Um, movies wise, I haven't watched a ton as as far as uh it goes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that here. I, I plan to get more in for for the next show, but I did watch two great films for this show. So we're, we're gonna get to them very very soon here. Um, I got a gripe though. You know, this doesn't happen too often, but you know, it, it is what it is. We live we live in an age now to where um sorry for the the, the belch to where we, we get stuff at home is easily accessible. Well, the Snyder Cut came out of Justice League and people people like it. I like it too. It's four hours long, so it's an investment of time to sit there and watch. You know the division that that they let Zack Snyder put back together in Warner Brothers and are capitalizing on the the gains, but saying at the same time, well, you know what? It, it doesn't matter because none of it's canon because the film film you got is the film you got well now people are, are bitching about the godzilla versus kong thing and the i i don't know if there's scenes that are not gonna be in the movie because what one cardinal sin that i hate about godzilla versus kong is they're telling you throughout the last few months or so everything that's going to be in the movie so apparently they heard some stuff that's not going to be in the movie they said it's going to be in the movie so now they're all going crazy these fucking shit pigs on the internet you know, oh, I got to put this back in the movie again. It's going to be our cut, our cut, because the only reason why the Snyder Cut exists is because people bitched and moaned, bitched and moaned, and, and said, oh, these extra scenes are not in the movie. This this thing's not in the movie. This thing's not in the movie. It's just it's justly movie shit. You know, yeah. But, you know, I recommend those animated films over any of them. But um, just 
it makes me angry because I mean, we deal with trolls all the time on on the internet, and these are the people, those people that that review movies on Rotten Tomatoes and you know shit on films on IMDb, you know, for for no good. You know, some of them are warranted, but some of them just say, you know what, this is stupid. You know what, you got to grade a film of the genre that it's in, and these are the these are the wrong kind of nerd cultures. They should though those people. Uh, Chris Hardwick and Will Wheaton in a volcano and just burn them alive for telling you what you think geek culture should be. Maybe not Will Wheaton so much. I kind of like, kind of like that guy in person. He was kind of, kind of nice to me, but maybe the, 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 the side of him I don't like to throw in a volcano and sacrifice them <laughs> to the rest of the world because these fucking people, these fucking trolls is uh, just dictating what people do, but not really. Cause at the end of the day, the Snyder cut doesn't matter. They just made, they just let them put it together and capitalized on it to say, hey, here you go, nerds, but it doesn't matter. So that's the machine, people. Y- your voice doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know. It, ma- it doesn't matter anything. Let's, let's say you like a baseball team. And, okay, you feel this person should be in the number five spot. At the end of the day, your opinion doesn't fucking matter. It's up to the coaches. In this case, it's up to the producers and, you know... The studios, and um, yeah, T- toxic nerddom. What do you guys think about that? Huh? I'm sorry, I'm rambling. No, 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 not at all. I kind of <laughs> agree with you. Toxic nerdism is just ridiculous. Um, you've got, you know, here's a good example: the Star Wars stuff. You know, these are kids that weren't even fucking born when the original movie came out. Okay, so when they start. You know, in my brain, I'm like, just shut the fuck up. What do you know about Star Wars? Were you there in 1976 when this came out? Were you there in 1978? No, you weren't even born yet. Your daddy probably wasn't even producing sperm yet. Okay, so shut the fuck up. Were you standing in line to see Return of the Jedi? Oh, I was. We stood in line for all three. I I got to see. Shut up. Right, exactly. I got to see um, uh, the first one, A New Hope, at the Chinese theater. I mean, we oh, stood in line God. and we got to see it there. And at the time, uh, that was when uh, the new stereo system was put in. It was freaking amazing. And I loved it. And then I got to see the second one, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back, at uh, the Cinerama Dome. So, you know... Um, and here are these kids. They're like, oh, well, this is stupid because it, it doesn't stay with the canon. What the fuck do you know about the canon? It's what you've read. It's not what you experienced. So, you know, and then and the other thing I don't like is nobody has their own opinion. It's like somebody has to feed you your opinion. And then all they do is parrot what somebody else has told them that they needed to think. And, and oh, that just gets on my last nerve. But yeah, I do agree with 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 that toxic nerd uh, culture that we have for some reason. It's like you know, you're nerds for a reason, and I'm a nerd for a reason. And you're always like, oh, they're always bullying us. Well, stop being a bully yourself. Shut the fuck up. Leave anybody else alone. But that's yeah. just me. That's funny. Pat and I were kind of talking about that whole, you know, the the education is. No, I got a better education in high school than most people get from a four-year degree today because nobody actually wants you to learn anything. They want you to spit back facts and 
at least what they perceive to be facts and what they want. They, they just want to hear their own voice echoed from their students. That's a whole other exactly. conversation there, you know, because exactly my buddy Rico is an English teacher. And when he became an English teacher, he had a whole idea of what an English teacher should be. And when you get there at the high school level, all, you're allowed to teach what they feed you. And test scores are all that matters. So if you're an educator, you're not allowed to educate. So that's another conversation I can go an hour on. I'm not going to, though, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking, you know, yesterday, I'll try to keep this somewhat short. But grade school teaches you facts or multiplication tables, reading and comprehension. I mean, basic math skills, grammar, you know, writing. They, they, don't teach you, you get, they don't teach you cursive no more in school now, so you got to mark your, your name with an X, I guess. Because uh, that's that's ridiculous. I, I'm, I still think with a pen in my hand when I write. I always have a pen in my hand. If I need to transcribe it on my computer, I will. But I just my 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 flow of thought works with a pen, not my laptop or my desktop. But and then when you get into college or high school. You know, you apply these things that you used and start, you know, being, you know, learning to, you know, speak your opinion, but back them up with facts. And in college, you're basically supposed to be, you know, thinking on your own or being taught to how to comprehend different things. And it's absolutely, I, I just can't believe how stupid some of the more recent college graduates I've met are, they have absolutely no grasp of how to survive. It's fucking terrifying. That's because they weren't Poe back in the day. That's all that is. They know how to cook their own food and shit. Jeez, I, I knew how to do laundry. I took out the garbage. I had chores when I got home from school. You know, I got extra allowance of money for helping my mother without being asked. But no, not because she because she beat your ass if you did the wrong thing. You know, there's a a sense of fear there. You know, yeah. Respect uh, through respect through fear, and you know that's how we learn to respect. And and nowadays children are taught like, well, you got to earn respect. No, you don't. (laughs) They are they are respect behind the screen, Iris. Come on now, you know I've I've uh, I've talked shit behind the screen too. You know, this is true. I've, I've apologized too profusely for that because I don't like doing that. But, you know, here, here it is. Uh, educational system. Though, I, I got three words for you. That they changed math. OK, I don't. That is the one thing that I can't oh my even God. wrap the, my brain ab- around. The, 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 the only Daddy universal change. Yes. The only universal language that there is. They changed math. You know. I don't understand that at all. And I've always struggled with math. I can do the basics. Hell, I can balance a checkbook, which is kind of important. I can take what money I have coming in every week and divide it up so I know what extra money I have to spend and what I need to pay bills. It's, oh my God, it's, I don't, if somebody was trying to explain something to me, and basically it's like, you know, it, it, as there's some subtraction problem and the numbers weren't right. But it's like, oh no, you borrow from this number. I'm like, is the bank going to let you borrow a hundred bucks that you overspent? I don't think so. Okay, my rant is over. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so so they're 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 boys, nerd girls, nerd nerd, etc. You know, whatever you choose to be. Um, yeah, calm the fuck down. Yeah, I'll do I'll do the same. Let's put it that way. You know. Jesus! After that, now I need a beer. <laughs> I, I, I forgot just a little bit. Hot. We were talking about that. But here we're here tonight, or we're we're here to offend, but not not to offend, you know, officially. But this is gonna offend somebody because you know cancel culture, and uh, really the two films in which uh, an African American is, is inserted into a very white bread situation to to become the sheriff of said of, of the said towns. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do yeah, exactly right. Um, we're gonna do uh, Mel Brooks. You know, finally on the show, Mel Brooks. Um, well, we did Solar Babies. I guess that's the Mel Brooks that counts, right, Suzanne? Because he produced that oh, shit. Oh, God. Ugh. Love will set you free, Suzanne. Come on now. I don't think about Jamie <laughs> Gertz now. We're going to oh, do Blazing <laughs> We're going to do uh, Blazing Saddles because, um, yeah, it, it won't happen today. Uh, and we're going to do a film called, well, the film is called Boss N Word, which is a word I cannot say, but they call it the Boss now because, you know, you can't sell Blu ray. With, with that that those words on there starting the great fred the fred williamson and derville martin and uh rg armstrong always loved that guy but we're gonna go with the boss first uh um fred williamson they call him boss we're gonna call him the boss uh from 1974 uh written and produced by him you know so i'll say that right from the gate so the film was called what we call we would call it but yeah he wrote and produced this film and um, that's fine. Um, your plot synopsis is this. Two black bounty hunters ride into a small town west in pursuit of an outlaw. They discover that the town has no sheriff and soon take over the position, much against the will of the mostly white townsfolk. They retaliate chase women and, and milk the locals for cash while waiting for the opportunity to get their man. Uh, it starts with start Fred Williamson, uh, the hammer, if you will. Uh, Derville Martin. You guys may know from um, those Dolomite films and stuff. Uh, legendary uh, William Smith is in this film as uh, your main heavy, Jed Clayton. R.G. Armstrong, legendary again, as uh, the mayor. The, the, the mayor. Um, yeah. That's about your, your core cast. It's directed by Jack Arnold, who gave us The Incredible Shrinking Man, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, there's, 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 there's more. But, um... Yeah, those those are two pretty, pretty big ones that I enjoy. But um, I'll kick it to Suzanne first, and I'll ask her what she thinks of the boss. Oh my god, this I have to admit, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I also was thinking to myself about ten minutes in. I'm really glad I didn't turn the N word into a drinking game because I would have been passed out. Don't forget Whitey. Uh, Come on now. Uh no no no, just that that one word. Oh my god! <laughs> but I, you know, I really liked it, and I've, for some reason, in the past month, I've seen William Smith in so many things. Hell, I wa- he was in an episode of the A Team that I watched two days ago, and he 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 pl- he can play a good guy, he can play a bad guy, he can just play a guy. I just I like him. Um, I like the chemistry between the boss and oh god, what was his Amos? But Amos, thank you. Um, I, I, I like the chemistry between them. I I thought that they played well off each other. There's plenty of gunfights and 
you know, people getting their ass kicked. And it was, you know, being shooting people in the foot, throwing them in jail. And, the, you know, the white woman, uh, the white devil chasing the boss. Um, yeah, it's fun. Great movie. Gotta, you gotta love the, the exploitation movies from the 70s. I'm sorry, if there's a thing. There's exploitation for it. You got non-exploitation, Nazi-exploitation, sexploitation. I'm sure there's some other exploitations I'm missing. And then, of course, the black exploitation, which as there some great directors directed a bunch of these movies. I was really surprised when I saw it was Arnold that did this one. And it's it's a good buddy story. I was really, okay, spoiler alert. I was really pissed off when they killed Clara May. But yeah, it's pretty much right off the top of my head. It, 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 was, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was fun as hell, except when they shot Clara. Yeah, it was very sad. Iris. All right. <clears throat> so this movie is, I mean, this is a typical movie for me. You know how I love exploitation flicks and especially the, the black exploitation movies. You know, I'm not saying the N-word with this. I mean, we know that the, the movie is called what it is. And, you know, I'm not going to, not to offend people, but I think that we should call it what it is. And it, it's Boss Nigger. And I think the reason why we should is because it's a black exploitation movie. And in these movies, by not calling it really what it is, what you're doing is you're taking away from this movie because these movies were the only way that black audiences had basically an example of empowerment. You know, in these movies, in these black exploitation movies, these were the movies where they were the good guys. They were the ones that were giving it to Whitey, you know, and by not... I don't know. I, I feel like we're not honoring this 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 sense or this social commentary in any oh. of these movies. You know, if we, you know, by doing that, you know, everybody talks about the cancel culture and everything, and you know, people are offended. There is not going to be one person that's not going to be offended by something, you know. And I think we've kind of forgotten how not to be offended. Or if you are offended, you know, well, well, sucks to be you. I don't know. But, you know, um, this movie is probably one of the best black Western movies, besides the one that we're going to be talking about next, um, that was out there. You have so many elements of where, you know, well, boss name is. Anytime anybody said the N-word, <laughs> they threw somebody in jail, <laughs> which is great. You know, how many times... Um, would this happen in real life? You know, there was that empowerment of like, well, are you going to say that word? We're going to throw you in jail. Here, I'm going to give you some fines. Uh, and it's just basically also, they're the good guys in this one. You know, they're not uh, the guys that are, they're feared because they're the good guys. They're not feared because they're a bunch of hoodlum druggies that, you know, nobody can trust. So, uh, yeah, I love this movie. It's been one of my favorites for a very long time. And, uh, well, like I was saying, I just, I, I, I love the sense of empowerment that this movie does give to a uh, culture that at the time when this came out, and even now, are still secondhand, you know, citizens. So that's my rant. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, and, and that's fine. You know, I agree. You know, like I say, you can't sell a Blu-ray on a shelf with, with, with that title. But maybe give true, them a, very true. maybe maybe like 
may flip the slip over. You got the proper title of the movie. Um, but you know what? It's, it's a word that, that yeah, I, I, I don't agree with, especially nowadays where I hear a lot of exchanging back and forth with, you know, that culture calling each other that. And, you know, but somebody else says that it's bad and it's true. It's, I think it's bad in all angles myself. But if it's a term of endearment for whatever, it's it's like the word cunt in in uh in in the UK it means a whole different meaning than it does here. You call somebody a cunt here, it's it's filthy. You call somebody a proper cunt in in, in Scotland, that means he's one of your best mates. You know, so uh, language is 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 a is something there. But the film itself, you got you got it starts off pretty cool. It sets up you know the coolness of the boss and and Amos and taking care of business, just, just killing outlaws and collecting the money. But then when they get to town, you know, they're, they're of course shunned by the white townsfolk, you know, cause they, they basically, they basically take somebody else's contract and their badge and take it over and set themselves up in town much to the, to, to, to uh, whitey chagrin, you know, cause they, they don't, they don't like this element here. They don't like the fact that he's a fan of the little man you know, because the Mexican families and the poor people live on a whole other side of town than they do. So he brings them into town and, and gives them things. Their their minds are blown. But, you know, when the, the gang comes to town and the boss is taking care of business there, they have a whole new vision of him. So those people that he, you know, pay, pays him but is against him at the same time, you know, the, the white man, that they, they kind of look up the boss now. So it's kind of like... It's 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 strange how it turns like that in this movie right away. Like yeah, so it's 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 not a film where he's being disrespected the whole time. He 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 earns he earns their trust, and I think that's an important plot point to the movie. Uh, his, his love for for a stranger, Clara May, who unfortunately dies in this movie, like Suzanne says tragically. And and um, what one thing I'll say about. Fred Williamson, though, it's, I think it's in his contract that he always gets the girl and he never dies, right? Right, uh, Iris? Something like that? Uh, yep. <laughs> this is well, true. He, he actually, this is a weird one for him because he actually, as the movie, kind of busted up. He's kind of kind of carried away. You don't really know the fate of the boss mm-hmm. after he's, he's, he's abducted and rescued and helped save the town because you got to have that in this movie. The outlaws come, you know, pillage and tear up the town of course boss has to save the day or help save the day or raise the people up to save the day and i think it it, it wraps it up pretty nice except for the fact that you don't know what the fate of the boss is but you you kind of hope that he goes on to the next town with amos and he goes to ruffle some feathers there and you know they get the boss too but you, you never got that but you know i think there's a film another western film that he directed and stars in called joshua that's another western that he stars in and that's pretty decent too and much like joshua and this movie they use the scenery pretty well and i i I always like you know i wish i wish i wish i i owned the blu-ray to this so i could i could see it in full full this full regale but i don't unfortunately but um one of these days i'll get it but um yeah I, i like the the scenery in the film as well Soundtrack kicks ass, wasn't mentioned, but you know, you got the, the titular theme music. Or if you know what the title of the film is, you'll know it by the time you hear the theme music. And uh yep. <laughs> it's great. It's a great song, you know. It's got great it's got a great score to it, you know, with, with that 
that funky right there. And then so some other great themes in there. And I, um, it really adds to the film, you know, and, um, you always know when boss is going to take care of business. Cause you know, every good hero with these theme music, they're probably going to get you sucker, you know, and he's got some theme music and it plays and he's going to take care of business. And it's got everything you want in a film like this. You got a hero, you got retribution, you got a great bad guy and William Smith and kind of like his lackey, who's the mayor or RG Armstrong, who we didn't mention, but he never really has the upper hand of this movie at all, which is, you know, whatever, but he's, uh, he was a treasure and still is a treasure. All these people are, are treasures, man, in this movie. You're, you're four, you're four main core people have been in tons of things in the exploitation world and beyond. And, um, this is a film that belongs, you know, you know, where it is in, 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 in not just exploitation history, but in, in, in a great film with a beginning, a middle and an end. And, uh, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And, don't 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 go by saying, "Hey, this movie's called this, so I'm not gonna watch it." That's unfair. That, that's just unfair, people, because um, you're missing out at the end of the day. Yeah. Plus, every movie deserves at least one watch. Mm-hmm. Well, not not all the movies. I've I've seen some. No, stuff. no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. You know that somebody put their heart and soul in the movie. You got to give it oh, at least a watch. Oh, I recognize that people when people make a movie, you know, they made a movie. I I can respect. Hey, you made a movie. You accomplished something. But if I if I get to your movie and I get through about half an hour of it and say, "Hey, I'm not invested," and I turn it off, I don't feel so bad about it. I can say I watched a half an hour of it. <laughs> um, slow burns, people. The, the, them and Gary do not get along. You know, much much like uh, like like um, what's that stuff called? Like hot verde sauce. It doesn't get along with Gary's stomach. So there's that. And, uh, um. Or is anus for that matter? That's another story altogether. But um, the boss is a film that you guys check out, and um, I'm kicking back to Suzanne. And anything else you'd like to say about it? What did she give it? One to ten? No, I said it's a really good movie. I I wonder if they called it what they called it just for you know not maybe not even shock value, but as a statement. And I mean, I I know. I mean, I I agree with what you said, Iris. It's, it's just that word has got some a, a stigma around it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just I it, I get so uncomfortable when I hear, especially the the, the little white boy wannabes in my neighborhood. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, go downtown and say that you little fuck. But it's. I, I I like I said, it's definitely one of those movies that take notice and. The cancel culture needs to fuck off, you know, leave it alone. You know, it's like a, a fucking song from Beauty and the Beast. We mock what we don't understand. Exactly. So I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm probably going to give it like an eight. It's something I would definitely watch again. And one of these weekends, I'm going to make my hubs watch it with me. Right on. Uh, Iris. Well, I'm going to give this. Uh... A nine. I really enjoy. Well, you know, it, exploitation films are my thing, so I, I I really enjoy this one. Like I said, it's it's a very nice. Um, well, not nice, but I think probably one of the best uh, black westerns that I've seen, and that I do sit down and, and enjoy. So I'll give it a nine. Cool. Yeah, it, it accomplished everything it did, and I um I'm gonna give it that 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 eight as well. I, I really enjoyed myself watching this time around. Um. Before, before seeing this 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 um 
this print of it, I I seen it um on a bootleg. Yeah, my 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 buddy used to sell all those all those old black exploitation bootlegs. So that's where I first saw the, the Spooker set by the door and Coonskin and Three the Hard Way and you know it's all it's all uh, it's all there and I I have my my roots still in the flea market securely. So it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, this this is a great looking film, and uh, you guys should all go check it out. Despite your feelings on that word, go go check it out, you know. But uh, next, you know, we're, we're going to talk about a film that is very funny, but can't offend as well, too. But um, whatever. Pull your big boy pants up. We're going to have a Blazing Saddles uh, right after this. Torn from the fiery pages of the mightiest annals of the West comes the supreme saga in the great tradition of frontier drama. Francis. He rode a blazing saddle, he wore a shining star. His job to offer battle to bad men near and far. What's your name? Well, my name is Jim, but most people call me Jim. Well, do your best. Now, let's see. Where were we? Oh, Rock Ridge. Rock Ridge. I want that land. Clumsy fool. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. There might be legal precedent. Of course. Land snatching. Let's see. Land, la- land. See, snatch. Ah. Hello, handsome. Is that a 10 gallon hat? So just sign this, sir, uh, right here. Okay, give us a hand here. All right, sir. Work, 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 work. The heroic sheriff rallies his citizens in the wildest finish the West has ever seen or the movies have ever shown. Oh! 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 Have you ever seen such cruelty? Uh, 1974's Blazing, Blazing Saddles, same year, so we could have done either way. Uh, written and directed by Mel Brooks. Um, yeah, stars uh, the great Gene Wilder, uh, who you guys know from lots and lots of things. Uh, Cleavon Little, who you made know from Vanishing Point. If you don't, go watch Vanishing Point. Uh, Slim Pickens, Harvey Korn, Madeline Kahn, Mel Brooks as a governor, and... Uh, <laughs> A rather, um, whatever, insensitive Native American, you know? Uh, Burton, Burton Gilliam is Lyle. Um, Alice Karras, who I know is the dad from Webster, uh, plays Mongo. David Hulston, the Lebowski, and Santa Claus himself is in this movie as well. Um, it is a classic in every sense of the word. And um, you guys should check it out. But I'm going to kick it to uh, Iris first and uh, ask her what she thinks of Blazing Saddles. Uh-huh. All right, so this movie, oh my God, who would not love this movie? It's just 
such a wonderful amalgam of <laughs> of every stereotype there is in this world and I fucking love this movie <laughs> I mean from you know from from uh, the the Teutonic two-tone Madeline Kahn you know when she's singing I'm so tired <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! To you know the fart scene uh, at the campfire, <laughs> those badges. We don't need no stinking badges. I mean, th- there is so much in this movie that has been either mimicked, memed, or so quoted in you know, in, in especially for our generation, you know, the Gen X, that it's. Um, it's a movie that was very much a, um, I would have to say that it, it was very impacting, you know, it, it was something that was just so culturally and aesthetically significant for, for us, you know, and I think um, uh, this movie offends everyone. It's an equal opportunity offender. And I think that's why I love it so much because Mel Brooks had a way of making you laugh at yourself, you know? He had a way of showing you don't take shit so seriously because you can sit here and watch this movie and laugh at shit and you're kind of going like, oh my God, I shouldn't be laughing at it, but it's fucking funny, (laughs) you know? Um, And this movie nowadays, you couldn't make this movie nowadays. It would be so, so scrubbed. It wouldn't even be funny. It would not be a funny movie at all. They would, would just... take out the, they would take out the whole part of that third act where they're breaking through the sets because people wouldn't understand that they're, exactly. they're joking. Exactly. And of course, the French mistake, because, you know, Dab Deloise uses the word faggot is a real problem. You put people, I'm sure, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, you, you couldn't make this movie nowadays. Uh, you know, back then, I think we we had thicker skin, maybe, or or maybe we just knew how to laugh at ourselves. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it just had so many jokes, so many nuances, and and just these little quick little quips, especially Harvey Corman in this. Oh, my God, how much I love his character. You know, it's just he's so quick-witted and, and boom, 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 and it's so subtle. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of like you're listening to him, and then you're like, oh, my God, that was fucking funny. And, and you laugh, but then you're like, that was awful. <laughs> so I don't know. I This is one of those movies that, that I could sit and watch over and over and over again. Um, the chemistry uh, between uh, Little and, and, and Wilder. It, it's perfect. It, it's like, yes, they were friends. They were the best friends in the world. And the way it ends is just, it, it's that wacky Mel Brooks ending that that you know I just come to love also where you know you break the the the, the fourth screen and um <laughs> I mean I can sit here and I, I'm just picturing this movie and I'm just cracking up because of all of these wonderful little gags and slapstick that <laughs> Mongo hitting the horse you would never see that happen now um yeah so th- this is this is a great movie. If you haven't watched it, it's very tongue in cheek. Oh, totally. Don't get offended. <laughs> it offends well, that, everybody. Right. Every, every, it's every culture, equal, every culture, like I, uh, every culture is offended. 
Exactly. It's an equal opportunity offender. And I think that's what I love about this movie. That's pretty much me. <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead, Suzanne. Oh, God. I, I remember I, I was young. My, I remember my parents. I was in bed. I remember listening to, to the movie and my parents just laughing their asses off. And I mean, I, I don't think it's that everybody had a thicker skin or knew how to laugh it or, you know, laugh at yourself. But I think this was back in the day where people actually had just a fucking sense of humor. No one has a yeah. sense of humor anymore. I, I, I've always loved this movie. It is, for me, it's just, it's classic Mel Brooks. And he just basically, he just points out the stupidity in racism. And it's why I love Dave Chappelle so much, because he does the same thing. He throws it back in your face. And I, you know, I was, I, I was very, really sad. I would have, I'm so sorry that Cleavon Little died so young because I would have loved to have seen what else he would do. And for me, it's mostly anecdotes about this movie. It's highly quotable. One of my friends dragged me to a party where I knew absolutely no one. And she took off with it to talk to somebody else. So I'm just standing there just kind of floating from group to group, trying to find some conversation to hang in for. And there's one dude there and he starts going, I'm so tired. They're tired and pooped. And I'm like, like Lily Von Stoop. So I finally made a friend at the party and we were quoting Blazing Saddles all night long. And I, <laughs> when I can't understand somebody, if somebody's just talking nonsense to me, it's like, oh, wow, authentic pioneer gibberish. I, just, I can't. <laughs> oh, my God. This movie's so great. But there's, there's, and, and, Hedy is Hedley. And it's just every, it's just, I love the ridiculousness of everything is pointed at in this movie. I love the I, and I just the chemistry with Cleavon Little and Gene Wilder. It's just it, it's it, it, it. Gene Wilder is playing it so straight, and I don't know how he can keep a straight face through most of these scenes. I, I just this movie just makes me laugh. I, it every single time I watch it, it's still it's it's still there. And I was like, just poking around, you know, reading about it. And I, I have to admit, I bumped into a review on, of all places, IMDb. And the, the first line says it all. Mandatory viewing is a societal IQ test. If you can't watch this movie and laugh at yourself, then there is something seriously fucking wrong with you. You are not perfect beings. You're flawed you you can be stupid at times. Yeah, learn to develop a sense of humor about it, or you're gonna be a miserable fuckwad as you get older. But this movie is just one of the finest things that Mel Brooks ever did, and I will always, always love this movie. I've loved it since the first time I watched it. I had no idea what they were talking about or why everybody was laughing so much. Man, it's a little shit. Like I love, I love that. Um, anybody's ever watched a western? They they know, or that that, that there's that drunk character that used to be able to shoot and can't shoot anymore. Well, Gene Wilder plays that character in this film, and I love it so much that the scene where 
he's explaining to him where, where, where he can't, why he can't shoot anymore. He, he puts his one hand out. It's like, look at that. It's as steady as a rock or something. He's like, but I shoot with this one. He's wagging his hand all back and forth, you know. <laughs> Silly stuff like that, you know. <laughs> I laugh every time it comes up. Um, Met Madeline Kahn. You know, she she's given Cleavon the sausage, the sheriff the sausage, and you know it's it's all dick jokes. You know? <laughs> it's all dick jokes. There's several. Excuse me, well, I dick jokes. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, oh, I'm going. I love I love a good dumb character, and the fact that you know the sheriff was the only got the best of him. He he became on his side for that kind of. It's kind of endearing, actually. He's got like this big giant to 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 beat up people, and hopefully not punch horses anymore because that's that that's not correct. But um, yeah, <laughs> poor horse. I think he has <laughs> too. Um, Mel Brooks, the the governor, you know, and his concubine. I forget what he calls her boobs, but it's it's a hilarious scene where he's saying hello to the boobs in uh again. I, I I guess you know whatever no no I'm not even gonna go there but um yeah that 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 thing where he's playing he plays the the Indian in the flashback scene the chief of the flashback scene where um he's not even using an Indian voice he's just speaking his normal voice which which just proves the fact like yeah I'm not trying to be this I'm just I'm just I'm just playing one on TV so to speak in my normal Mel Brooks voice um. It's hard to do film like this without quoting the hell out of it, so I'm not going to do that. But again, another one of those films where you know the settings play real well. Uh, there's 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 songs in this movie, but it's it's not a musical, so so you might be not annoyed by the fact there's songs in here. Go go sit on it because it, it adds something to the film and I, that that I enjoy. Oh my gosh, Harvey Corman! I watched him since I watched Carol Burnett when I was a little little boy and. He was funny then. He's funny now. One of those timeless things that just sticks around, you know, much like almost everybody in this movie. I mean, because it's all it's all good. I mean, only thing that might take somebody out of it is like you mentioned the end scene where they're they're destroying the fake town, which I enjoy that they they build a fake town, and they're going through all the all the Warner all the Warner sets. You know, it, it would it works for me. But it might take somebody else out of the movie, and to that I say get over it, because he's just breaking the fourth wall at that point, and another wall, and another wall, and another wall, and that is the French mistake right there, people. Just, uh, you think that's wrong. Um, it's just a good time. Not my favorite Mel Brooks movie, you know, but that's, that's, that's a, that could change from day to day, you know, but, um, I do really enjoy it, and I love the tropes in it, and I think you guys should check it out again. Don't uh, don't 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 go by what people say. Go and enjoy something, and uh, that's the theme of this episode. Just go enjoy something, and yeah, there's that. Iris, uh, any last words? And would you give it one to ten? Well, this is definitely a ten. Um, it's just kind of like you said. Go sit and watch this movie. It's, I mean, it, it's in the Library of Congress, people. Okay, that's how good this movie is. So just just sit down, watch it, have some fun with it, you know, kind of learn to laugh at yourself and and enjoy. Cool. Suzanne. Yeah, I second the 10 just because I've I've watched this movie for many, many years. I every once in a while, it's just required viewing for me. I think it's hilarious. 
I think it's funny that some people still, basically people my age or our age, can still quote the movie and laugh our goofy little asses. But yeah, this is straight up. This is a 10. Just watch it. Don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah, don't 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 be a dick, okay? Watch the movie. It is a 10. It's 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 perfect fun. It it holds up after all these years and um yeah, uh, I I'm going to read a quote that comes from from Jim the 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 Waco kid from the movie, you know. Uh What did you expect? Welcome Sunny. Make yourself at home. Marry my daughter. You got to remember these people are just simple farmers. These are people from the people of the land, the common clay of the New West. You know, dot dot dot, morons. Which you know, we live, we live, we live in a culture of morons. You know, and, and that quote just 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 sums it up so so well. So I had to read it off the, off the IMDb there, and um, just go fucking enjoy something. You know, I know some people are gonna listen to this and say, why should I movie? Why why should I? And I'm gonna say the word. Why should I watch a film called Boss Nigger? Because it's a part of history and it's delightful. Okay. It's 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 it should it should be on your list to watch. And um yeah, this is good. This is ten out of ten. Uh we're gonna come back and close out the show. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher. LegionPodcasts.com, the Psychosemantic Podcast. All right, folks, another one of the books. I uh, hope we uh, didn't hurt you too bad. You know, we, we didn't intend to. <laughs> Y'all should know that by now. But, um, Iris, you got something that came out recently. What was that? Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. With BBNBC, we just uh, did uh, Earthquake. That dropped on Sunday. And today we just dropped with Theme Warriors. Um, this was basically our theme was uh, actors that play more than one role in the movie. And we have uh, Tim Tom Hardy playing uh, the Cray Twins in Legend. Uh, Eisenberg uh, playing in The Double. Uh, then we have Ella Guinness playing 12 different people in Kind Hearts and Cornets. And of course, you know the go-to Eddie Murphy coming to America, the the first one. You know, we had lots of fun with that one. So yeah, you can uh, enjoy both of those. And that's pretty much it. Cool, Suzanne. Well, uh, upcoming on NFW. Apparently, I've not been tortured enough, so we're going to be recording the remake of The Hitcher tomorrow, and I am so so very excited about that. And recorded yesterday. It should be up on YouTube's. Um, Gary was there too, but we did a list of legends with Bo, and we came up with the definitive zombie movie list. So, if you need a zombie movie recommendation, go check it out. Cool. Yeah, I was on that as well. Go go check it out. Go support Legion on YouTube, and I think we're up to almost 500 subscribers. So, if you're not one of those subscribers, go click the button and subscribe, please. Um, this show, two drink minimum commentaries, and any other show I record, you can find at legionpodcast.com, except for the NFW, which is on the Dark Discussions Network, which I show up to sometimes when I'm not in a coma. These things happen, people. Um, yeah, go support Legion Patreon. Lots of neat stuff on there that you can't get on the regular feed. 
go support the Legion GoFundMe to help out some people in need. Um, that's that's a that's about it for this one. Uh, this has been your Sin Beef Podcast, where if you've got beef, we've got the grinder. Talk to y'all next time.